Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, April 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. President Joe Biden announced another multi-trillion dollar stimulus plan for the U.S., this one focused on infrastructure. Meanwhile, the food delivery app Deliveroo was roughed up on its first day on London's public markets. Plus, the number of Black Americans in top finance jobs has fallen. Everything that the big banks have been doing to diversify their ranks over the past decade, none of these things worked the way that we thought they would. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Stock prices powered to new highs shortly before Joe Biden announced the next big thing on his agenda, a massive infrastructure plan. The S&P 500 index closed up a fourth of a percent on Wednesday after briefly touching an all-time high earlier in the day. Meanwhile, the Nasdaq gained one and a half percent. Biden's plan calls for $2 trillion in government spending for roads and bridges, as well as public transport and electric vehicles. It puts people to work to repair and upgrade that we badly need and to make us more competitive around the world. Biden was in Pittsburgh yesterday when he announced details of the infrastructure plan, which will be funded by higher corporate taxes. I asked the FT's Washington bureau chief, James Politi, how Biden plans to get that through Congress. I think the idea is to try to get it through using the same strategies that that they adopted for the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan that passed in March, which is they're going to make an attempt to negotiate with the Republicans, but fairly quickly, if they don't get any sort of response from the Republicans, any positive response, and so far the reactions have been pretty negative, um, they're going to pivot to trying to pass it with Democratic votes alone. And they have a very slim majority in both houses of Congress. Um, So that will require being able to satisfy both the moderates and the progressives on on the Democratic side. But that worked very well the last time around. It might be more difficult this time around. But I think that the White House bet is that as long as these policies are popular and the infrastructure spending and the tax increases on corporations are popular and and on the wealthy, then they can get it through. So James, what kind of impact is this plan expected to have on the economy? Well, this is kind of a more sort of slow burn economic agenda. This is essentially an agenda of structural reforms and investment over eight years. And I think the idea is that this will address some of the chronic underinvestment in key areas like physical infrastructure, but also R&D, climate, that uh, the U.S. hasn't funded sort of with the public purse in many decades. And I think Democrats feel like it's that lack of federal investment that has sort of held the economy back, held the middle class back, and also deepened inequality. James Politi is the FT's Washington bureau chief. Thank you, James. Thank you. There was so much riding on yesterday's IPO of British food delivery startup Deliveroo. It was supposed to kick off a wave of homegrown British tech companies that would list in London, not the U.S. But Deliveroo not only failed to deliver, its London IPO was a huge flop. Share price plunged 26% on that first day of trading. Here's our global technology correspondent Tim Bradshaw on the disappointing IPO. I think the concern is that that will tell us something about London investors' appetite for the kinds of racy Silicon Valley growth stocks that have thrived in America. And a lot of people in the UK tech community are worried that that means we will lose more of that talent here to the West Coast. Did 
Deliveroo missed the boat on the tech stock boom of 2020. In a way, it went out too late and too early. It was too late to catch that sort of huge boom in, in sort of pandemic winners like DoorDash in the US, which popped 80% on its first day of trading. That rally has petered out and DoorDash has seen its share price fall by a third since mid-February. But there was supposed to be, or there will be, in theory, um, some changes to UK listing rules that will make it more appealing to companies with certain Silicon Valley style governance rules. So the timing, I guess, was sort of the worst of both worlds. (laughs) These rules that you talk about, the change in rules, is that going to be enough to convince companies that want to float to to list on that stock market? Or or did they see Deliveroo and they're like, no, thank you? All the London tech investors that I speak to have been really, really excited about Deliveroo. And I think, you know, some still would be. But I do think that the fact that it's gone so wrong, they're going to be thinking hard about whether or not the next big British unicorn stays here or, or goes off to New York to do a SPAC listing or something like that instead. Yeah. Well, one equity capital markets banker you quoted called it a car crash, which Uh, I mean, not too far off. So who loses money as a result of this failed IPO, Tim? Many of the victims are going to be the thousands of retail investors who who gave Deliveroo a thousand pounds and are now looking at only seven hundred pounds worth of value and can't trade because the sort of stock market rules mean that they can't actually trade this stock for another week. So they've just got to sit there watching the uh, share price move without being able to do anything about it. That was the FT's global technology correspondent, Tim Bradshaw. You can hear Tim discuss the growing power of big e-commerce groups on the latest episode of Tectonic, wherever you get your podcasts. Wall Street has tried for years to boost the number of minorities in its ranks. Yet new research by the FT shows that the number of Black Americans in top finance jobs has actually fallen. That's even though Black Americans are the biggest minority in the industry. With me to talk about this is the FT's Taylor Nicole Rogers. So I hate to throw out too many numbers on a, on a podcast, but this is important. From 2007 to 2018, the number of Black Americans in senior finance roles dropped from 2.87% to 2.62%. So a little bit more than 0.2%. It seems small, but it's significant. What does it say about Wall Street? It says that... Everything that the big banks have been doing to diversify their ranks over the past decade, diversity trainings, you know, mentorship programs, none of these things worked the way that we thought they would. Over a decade, we should have seen huge progress, but instead we're going in the wrong direction, slowly, but we're going in the wrong direction. Where there are more Black Americans on Wall Street, what kind of jobs do they tend to have? Our data shows that they're mostly in junior roles. You know, they're associates, they're entry level, they're also often working in the retail departments of these banks. And almost none of them are making it to the senior roles, which, in my opinion, is the most concerning part of the data that we found. Does it feel like these these places on Wall Street are, are trying to check a diversity box? Is that it? I think that's definitely part of it. I think... Because a lot of banks are not keeping close enough tabs on how well their programs are working, they're just running the same programs year after year after year and potentially not noticing that they're not working and not taking the time to self-correct. Now, a lot of people would say that we did take the time to self-correct after George Floyd was murdered last year, but the data doesn't go that far. 
Now, we should mention that the FT's research found that as Black Americans saw their share of top finance jobs fall, Asian Americans and Hispanic Americans made gains in these top positions. Why might that be the case? Well, I've heard a lot of theories about this, but the one that I find the most compelling is that as a lot of these firms have become more and more international, they're able to see the benefits that Asian Americans bring to the table when you're working in China, for instance. And for Black Americans, there isn't a direct equivalent. Now, that's not to say that Asian Americans and Latin Americans are not facing challenges on Wall Street because they absolutely are. So how does the finance sector fix this? You know, there are a lot of proposals out there. I think, first off, we have to be better about keeping data. We have to know what's working, what isn't working. Secondly, a lot of firms need to take stock of what hasn't worked over the past decade and really be willing to interrogate themselves and find ways to move forward. One big piece of that is with the promotion process. When you have you know, a group of senior partners sitting around saying, do we think this person is good enough to be promoted to the next level, and all those partners are white men, and they're talking about a black woman, it's going to be a lot harder for that black woman to get that promotion, and a lot harder for her to ask questions about why she wasn't promoted if she doesn't get the promotion. Taylor Nicole Rogers is the FT's labor and equalities correspondent. Thanks for coming back on the show, Taylor. Thanks for having me again. And to our listeners who work in finance, the FT is examining how the industry is working to increase racial diversity. And we want to hear from you. You can share your experience confidentially with our journalists at ft.com slash race and finance. That's ft.com slash race and finance. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. We'll be taking a break tomorrow for Good Friday. We'll be back on Monday, April 5th. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help from Gavin Coleman and Michael Bruning. Theme song is by Metaphor Music. This is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.